It's Guys Guy Radio. Here's your host, Robert Manny. Hey, welcome to Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny, welcoming you to the show. We've got a great one for you tonight. Our special guest is Lisa Barnett. She is an expert in the Akashic Records, and she has a book about the Akashic Records, and she's going to share with us her knowledge of how they work and how we can access our Akashic Records to uh, live our best lives now. Uh, it's really fascinating because the Akashic Records, uh, apparently they capture everything that's ever happened to us and everybody else. And there's individual books about us, the different lifetimes we've lived, and also just general for the overall, the entire universe. So wouldn't it be great if we could tap into that and say, hey, what happened in a past life? What did I agree that I was going to do in this life? And how can I kind of tweak a couple of things if things aren't working out the way I thought they were supposed to work out? So we're going to get into that. If you're not familiar with Akashic Records, that's okay. What we want to do on Guys Guys Radio is bring different information, things for you to consider, and then you can determine, hey, this is for me, or like, hey, you know what, I don't know about that. But my job is to bring seekers out there, uh, new information for your consideration. I have done um, some past life regressions. As an advanced clinical master hypnotist, I have been regressed many times. I've regressed other people. And it's really fascinating because when you look back into your past lives, if you're open to that, you have to be open to it. You have to be like in the mo mode of kind of what if. And if you're not, then it's, it's not going to work. But if you are in the mode of what if and you explore your past lives, you can really learn a lot. What I found was that I was basically the same person in each one of the lives. I had different jobs. I was a senator. I was a soldier. I was just a, a man who lived in a village. I was a young woman who led a tribe in uh, Southeast Asia. I was a big German guy who lived in Europe in the, I don't know, I think it was like the 17th century and when I did some work with Lisa, our guest, she told me that I had some karma that I had to work out when I was a hat salesman and I had a partner in like the early 1800s and we had some business dealings that didn't go right and I have to clean that up and she helped me actually clear that away. So it's interesting working with your past lives and working with the Akashic Records because ultimately what you, what you want to be able to do is make your life now the best it can be. And the, the tools that Lisa's going to teach us can help do that. I've gone through the process with her, and I found it very, very helpful. Um, so we're going to get into what the Akashic Records are, who can access them, where we go, where they're, where they're located, and where we access them, when can we access them, and why we should, why that's a good thing. So this is Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. This is a place where, where men and women can be at their best. Everyone wins. So we deal with relationships wellness, spirituality and spiritual tools, fitness, channeling. We've got all different types of guests and the, the goal is to provide you with new information for your consideration. So again, we're going to go into a deep dive on Akashic Records um, and I think you'll find it fascinating because uh, what apparently happens is if you're open to this, when you pass out of this 3D life, if you will, and you're kind of on the other side, you do go through a life review and you take a look at like what you did right, what you did that wasn't so great and how you made other people feel positive and negative. And then based on that, uh, at a certain point, you determine um, if you're going to come back or where you're going to come back to. You might want to come back to Earth. Apparently, that's a tough place to get back to. Or you might want to go to some other planet or universe or whatever. Again, you have to be open to this. You have to be open-minded or, or it's a waste of time. And then if you do determine that you're going to come back here, you have a soul family on the other side. So it's different than your 
regular family members here. Now, your soul family on the other side, you guys work together throughout very different lifetimes. So in one lifetime, somebody who was your wife here might have been your uncle in another life. Your child might have been your parent. Etc. And what happens is when you determine what your plan is, you work with your own guides and you determine, okay, I want to come back into this life and these are the things I want to work on, these are the things I want to learn. Well, at that point, other members of your soul family will kind of raise their hand and say, hey, you want to work with uh, integrity. Well, I'm going to be a business partner of yours who gives you a hard time and see how you handle that. Or I want to work on your empathy. And so I'm going to be somebody that you uh, work with that you're going to have to show some empathy to me uh, to, to learn that lesson in this lifetime. So that's kind of the way it works. So the Akashic Records, uh, you can tap into them at any time. You can tap into them on a regular basis. And apparently, as Lisa's going to explain to us, we have our own uh, guides, if you will, beings who are the keepers of our individual Akashic Records, as well as the overall uh, general Akashic Records for everybody. So she took me through the process of uh, going into my Akashic Records to see if there's any blocks I had that were preventing from me from getting to where I wanted to go and needed to go in this lifetime, and any karmic things that were unresolved that I could work on now, any things or contracts that I had made that need to be kind of cleared up and could be cleared up now, and just move things out of the way so I can live my best life now. Because ultimately, this is all about now, making your best life now. So when you work with spiritual metaphysical tools, whether it's past life regression or Akashic Records or meditation, you really want to focus on the present. You might tap into the past, but the reason you tap into the past is to get your best life in the present. It's all about now. So I'm very excited about the show. Lisa's got a great book, and she is a foremost expert in the area. So when we come back from break, we're going to bring her on here, and we're going to talk about Akashic Records with Lisa Barnett. So hang in there. We'll be right back on Guys Guys Radio. host, Robert Manny. As I told you, we have a really interesting show this evening because we're going to talk about the Akashic Records. Do you even know what the Akashic Records are? Well, we have somebody who is an expert. Her name is Lisa Barnett, and uh, she's written a book and a series of books, but this one is called The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, and she basically teaches a powerful path to personal change by accessing the records of that we all have of our uh, who we are and where we've been, and there's a general set of records, and then there's our individual records, and it's just fascinating, and it's a it's a tool, a spiritual metaphysical tool that we can all use, and anybody can do this, and uh, the expert is Lisa Barnett, so let me tell you a little bit about her, and then we'll bring her onto the show. Lisa Barnett, she founded the Akashic Knowing School of Wisdom to teach six new Akashic access prayers to humanity. As an internationally respected Akashic Records transformational teacher, she has more than 20 years of experience guiding people to energetic healing and higher wisdom. Lisa teaches her dynamic and powerful shortcuts for accessing the Akashic Records internationally, locally, and via online workshops. And she lives in San Francisco with her family, and I can... uh, attest to the fact that I have uh, done a reading with Lisa. I've gone through a good chunk of her book, and uh, it was powerful. 
and I'm looking forward to working with my Akashic Records on an ongoing basis based on my experience with her book and with Lisa. So welcome to Guys Guys Radio, Lisa Barnett. Thank you, Robert. I am very excited to be here with you today. Well, what we like to do on Guys Guys Radio, we, we like to create awareness for tools that people can use for the seekers out there, everybody uh, who's looking for more. And as I think you'd agree that, you know, in our culture, a lot of times uh, everybody is beholden to the job and the paycheck and they're tired and at the end of the day and they turn on CNN or Fox and then they go to sleep with an upset stomach and they do the same thing the next day. And there's really a lot more to things. And one of the things we do with Guys Guys Radio, we bring experts out there who are interesting and provocative and have information to share and tools to share and then it's up to our listeners to determine hey that's for me or i'm not vibing with that whatever we don't make any judgments what we do is bring information for people so they can live their best lives so let's start with uh you know a lot of people have heard the term akashic records and are not quite sure exactly what they are so maybe we should start right at the beginning lisa and tell us uh what are the akashic records and what drew you to them Absolutely a perfect place to start. So the Akashic Record is the record of your soul's journey throughout time. So at one point, we individuated from source. We chose to have our own personal journey. And um, we've been everywhere. We have done everything. Most people have actually lived hundreds and hundreds hundreds of lives here on earth alone, not to mention other, you know, other etheric realms. So everything you have ever been or done is recorded in this energy of the Akasha. Akasha is an ancient Sanskrit word that means ether or sky, and it is stored in and part of pure source energy. So if you imagine that um, every day you strapped on a GoPro on your head and you videoed your whole day and every night you uploaded it to the iCloud and, you know, you could go back and look and see any day what you had been doing from the time you were born. So you might go and say, what was I doing when I was one? And you could go to the iCloud, right? Look at that video. There would be your information. Well, the Akashic Record is actually very similar. There are information about the lives you've lived, the gifts and talents you've had. We write a soul plan, which includes what the heck we were thinking when we, you know, came into a body this time. So we can start to realize what did I want to do? What did I want to learn? How did I want to be of service? Were there people I wanted to support? Were there, you know, a speci- was there a specific talent that I wanted to offer to the world, which we often call our sole purpose? So yeah. all of that is written in your Akashic Record. It's phenomenal information. Now, what uh, drew you to this uh, practice and uh, this expertise, Lisa, because it's a very specific area? How did, how did it come into your life? Well... It goes back to when I was actually very, very little. So when I was three years old, I had a bit of a shocking epiphany and the realization that I was trapped in a body. So imagine being three years old, standing in the kitchen with your mom, looking at your hands and thinking, holy moly, (laughs) I'm trapped right here in this body. And I actually Mm -hmm. told my mother that I wanted to go back. 
And, you know, poor mom, what was she going to say? Exactly. (laughs) But what that led to was um, I started to study when I was very young, when I was 13, 14 years old. I really started reading all the esoteric books I could get my hands on. And luckily, I was living in California and San Francisco in the uh, late 60s, early 70s, and there was some good information out there. So I realized that I wasn't crazy and that these are the same beliefs that have been taught throughout time. So, you know, I really went on to study and eventually became, uh, I had a 15-year kind of hiatus into the the corporate world, but then... um, I kind of really came back to my roots of healing and started working as a healer and as an intuitive and um, realized I could access this huge library of information that was the Akashic Records because I actually knew about the Akashic Records. So mm-hmm. I started to stumble into them when I would work with uh, clients that had a high enough vibration to help move us into this divine realm. And so I really kind of practiced that for about five years and realized I could you know, do this consciously and, um, and that it was phenomenal, helpful, information and was also so healing for us as a you know as people with you know different thoughts and concepts and beliefs we want to understand why we came and why do I have these issues or challenges in my life or you know what was I thinking when I was born to this you know crazy family or whatever it might be for us right so there's a lot of information and explanation also in our Akashic Records. Now, where are these, uh, uh, I'm assuming there is a general record of everything for everybody collectively, and then there's individual records. So it'd be like a library, and then there's a book on each person type of thing. Is, is that accurate? And um, if so, where, where are these, where are the records kept? Are they at a someplace, a hall in the ethers, or are they, at, or are they internally? Are they inside everybody where you can access your record through your your heart space and going deep inside, or do you go to where they're stored? It's a great question. And, you know, what I would say is actually both. So um, they are stored in pure source energy. The record keepers have said to me they are... um, they are the information arm of God, and that can be your God of understanding, your source, your universe, right? It's the, we have this, you know, united um, field of the all. And so this is really where the records are stored. And to me, we access them through our hearts. We connect through really going inwards into that heart pure unconditional love energy and connecting to our own library our own wisdom so in that sense because it is you know all one we connect i would say internally to the bigger energy to the bigger um vibration which is really in the ethers and so it's fascinating because there are records of the all but to me, the the more powerful aspect is the personal records. And because 
Not only do you have a book, I say you have a library. So if you imagine that you have a library filled with each book representing each lifetime, and you've had probably um, thousands of lifetimes, so you have this, maybe it's a small library, but it's a library nonetheless. And the really cool thing is this, that you have your own personal librarians. And so there are... Um, beings of light that are pure energy, they have never left the source realm. They are not ascended masters. They're not people who have died. They are pure, uh, really pure source energy. Um, souls who incarnated into more an individuated soul and then chose to be of service to us having these human experiences so that they can help us to share what's in our Akashic records. Okay, um, fascinating. Um, so for our listeners, what what is the significance of uh, accessing your akashic records and how can they akashic records and how can how can that information help us live our best lives today? My understanding is from your book and from our conversations is that you know we have made certain agreements like you had mentioned, like soul contracts, and then there's also karma that we we need to work out through whatever lifetimes. Talk to us about that, the, the relevance and the importance of Akashic Records. So it's not just like, here's a dusty old book about what you did in you know, the 1300s. Here's, here's why this information is critical to your living your best life now and moving on and moving, raising your frequency so you can continue to live your best life now and into the future. Right. So um, what the record keepers like to share with us is that we write a soul plan before we come to each life and that soul plan is based on other lifetimes and what we want to create in this specific lifetime. So imagine that um, you're still living in the ethers, you have decided you're going to come back to earth and you connect with a bunch of different souls who are coming back at the same time and you might say, hey, who wants to uh, you know, be my significant partner in this life? And a bunch of souls will raise their hand. One might say, oh, remember that life we had back in 500 AD <laughs> and you know, <laughs> you know I died it. really young. We had a very short life together. Let's go back. Let's, you know, but we have this great, we're soul family members, let's connect again. And you go, okay, terrific. So, you know, there's one soul contract to have a relationship with a person. And, and then maybe you say, oh, I think I'd like to have some kids. Who wants to be my kid, right? And you get, somebody pops up and they were like, oh, right. Remember when, you know, um, you were my mom in another life. And then mm -hmm. you remember when I was your dad in another life? That was very cool. Let's come back and, you know, do that again, right? So we write soul contracts with all sorts of different people. Some of them are contracts about supporting each other. And often that has to do with people that we have had supportive relationships in the past. And some of these soul contracts, I would say, come with karma attached. And karma is never a punishment. It's not about being good or bad, right? It is literally about learning and growing as a soul. Because that is the main reason we come to earth is to learn and grow and truly awaken in these human bodies. 
that we become so conscious and aware that we can bring that high vibration of awakening and consciousness to ourselves, to our families, to, to the planet. So we put in our soul's plan, contracts for relationships, karma we want to learn about and complete, people we want to support, not to mention the fact that because we've had hundreds and hundreds of lifetimes, we have had many lifetimes where we've been very successful at one thing or another. So an example would be um, maybe you're being called to write a book. And you think, who am I to write a book? Why would I even write a book? I know nothing about writing. But if you you went into your Akashic Records, you might find that you have written numerous books in other lifetimes, that you have been a published author, that you have shared your gifts through writing numerous different times. So you can actually reclaim or retrieve that energy where you were a successful author. So. Each one of us bring numerous gifts and talents to this earth. So I would say one of the important things to um, realize is that we do not have only one sole purpose. Most of us have numerous purposes, right? Otherwise, we'd be so bored, right? Exactly. (laughs) Now, I guess, um, you know, we, we make these deals and then we come into this life and then free will plays a role. So um, do you often find working with people and accessing your own records that, wow, this free will thing can really derail a lot of people or actually work to their to their advantage? Um, Because, you know, there's a lot there's a lot of things you could be, you know, start you get into you're on a path and then you get into drugs or you get into gambling or you, you know, get addicted to sex or whatever. Things can kind of get in the way. Is that is that accurate? Yes, yes, absolutely. So the interesting thing is, is that sometimes even things like addiction, which we might judge as a bad thing, is a learning um, opportunity in your life. So maybe you um, have had a few different lifetimes of addiction. And this time you said, you know what, I am going to figure it out this time. And I am going to uh, clear that energetic pattern of addiction and I'm going to learn, you know, this lesson and then I am going to help other people do that. Mm -hmm. And so you may have gone through, say, um, uh, a challenging 10 years, you know, of being an alcoholic and then you get sober and you say, you know what, this is amazing. I feel so great. I want to share my love. I want to support other people. And so you go out there. Maybe you go back to school and you become a therapist or Mm -hmm. maybe you work with AA and and, um, help other people in AA, you know. So we take our learning and our growth and we share it with the world and that's when we see that karma really turn around and be such a positive thing in our lives okay the the aspect of uh this is uh this is a question what i what i like to do lisa is i i'll come up and quite come up with a question that might, might not have been on my list but it's like hey if i was listening i would ask this so i just thought of this time because time is uh not linear the way we think of it here in third dimension living. When we get into the, uh, on the other side, there, you know, time is not past, present, and future per se, 
but everything's kind of happening at the same time and things that we can't really quite understand when we're in 3D. How does time and the bending of time, if you will, um, uh, impact the Akashic Records? So are our futures already in the records and we just access the past? How, how does that all work? Yeah, you know, it's a fascinating question, I have to say. So the way I see it very often, or the way the Akashic Record Keepers show it to me, is a very, you know, a spinning ball of time, right? So time is very circular, and it kind of looks like a big spinning um, ball of yarn or or spinning light. So, um, But what they also say is that nothing is written in stone, neither the future, nor the past. So for me, that's the really fascinating aspect. And I would say that I know that this is true from experience. And so one of the things that I have been um, blessed to be able to do is to go into past lives for people, clear the pain, the trauma, the karma, the soul contracts from the past, so it no longer affects you in this time. So if you really believe that the past was in the past, how could you change that? But I literally see time and time again going into, say, a past life where maybe you got killed for speaking your truth or, you know, something traumatic happened to you. And when we go into that past life energy, because, of course, we know now that everything is energy, Mm -hmm. we go into that past life energy, we clear the pain and the trauma and whatever that story was because it's not written in stone and I see that person instead of being beheaded they they stand up and they walk away and energetically that person will feel it in their physical body here and now yeah I was just go ahead sorry (laughs) I was gonna say you know if you're if you're not really clairsentient which would mean if you're not really that feeling what you might notice is that things change in your life maybe you're really called to and now go out and share some of your information or wisdom or gifts that you were afraid to share before. Maybe you all of a sudden want to write that book that you were afraid, you know, you didn't really know why you were so afraid to write that book, but it was really a past life trauma that was holding you back. So these are often the things that we call blocks in our lives, right? I'm, I'm blocked. I can't seem to make enough money or I'm blocked to write that book or to share my gifts or to be seen. And it's often trauma from other lifetimes that create these blocks. So when we clear them in the past, because it's not really past, it affects you in the present, which will rewrite your future. Mm-hmm. So, um, how does that, I don't want to get off on a tangent here, but I just had one last question. Timelines. So are you talking about um, you go back and clear something. Does that create a new timeline for somebody? Like they were going to get beheaded. They had got beheaded, but now they didn't get beheaded. Is that how that works? Right. Yeah. So now they didn't get beheaded. So now they don't have that fear and trauma about sharing their gifts because they didn't get killed for it. Mm-hmm. And so at this present time, it's showing up as, oh, now I'm not afraid to go out and speak about my gift or my wisdom or whatever it is I want to share with the world. I'm not afraid to be seen anymore because I don't believe I'm going to get killed for it, you know, okay. consciously or unconsciously. Those are usually unconscious beliefs and fears. So we just know that we're kind of blocked on maybe sharing our gifts, but we don't really know what the 
you know, what what mm-hmm. part, what is it that's blocking me? Well, it, it might have been a half a dozen past lives where you were, you know, killed or punished or um, hurt or harmed for sharing your gift, whatever that might have been. Okay. Let's get into the specifics then. Then for the, I, I think we've tweaked everybody's uh, interest on this, uh, that they're thinking like, wow, this is, sounds like a powerful tool. How, what are the steps that people need to take to begin to be in a position to safely access their Akashic records? Because this is, you know, from going through your book and working with you, you know, this isn't stuff that you take lightly. You have to be pretty clean. You have to be, you know, able to handle the high frequencies of the beings you're going to be dealing with. You have to be open-hearted. And uh, you can't just be messing around with this stuff. And you need a good guide and teacher like yourself. Right. So, you know, I would say that like any kind of spiritual path or wisdom path, that it does take time and practice, right? Most of us have to practice just like when we maybe learn to meditate. You go and you take a class and you practice and you go deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper the longer you do it, right? It is a practice. And the same thing is true with the Akashic Records. It is a tool, an empowerment tool and a practice. So, you know, to me, the guidelines are... um, are relatively simple, and that really is about being in your own integrity, taking care of, you know, yourself and your body, creating a sacred space to work in, Um, and the Akashic Record Keepers have given me a very simple, kind of clear five-step wisdom prayer system to make it easy. So, um, instead of having to meditate for you know, two hours a day for the next five years and hope you can get into the Akashic Records. They've given me access prayers, which are very um, simple vibrational keys that actually move you very directly into the energy and vibration of your personal Akashic Record. Now, the way you uh, taught me through your book uh, was... Um, here's three prayers and you find the one, you know, you, you do some journaling based on the prayers and asking the practice questions. And then you determine based on kind of what you're vibing with, which is, the, which question, which kind of, which prayer is your entry point. And then you can use that to go in, ask a series of questions and the, the, you don't ask close end questions like yes or no. You want to, you want to have questions that are going to help you overcome things and uh, be, be constructive, if you will. And then there's a, a series of uh, things you do prayer-wise to kind of seal off the records when you're done. Uh, could you elaborate on that? Did I get that right? Yes, you did. Absolutely. So so like I say, it was a fi- it's a five-step wisdom prayer system. So they really gave us just a beautiful prayer of intention to, to really open and align ourselves to being... Um, you know, clear, allowing ourselves to um, to be in that space, setting that intention to be an open vessel for for wisdom, to allow this wisdom to come in. And, and then, like you said, I've been given, well, I've actually been given six different access prayers. And the reason that there are six of them now, and there's more to come is they really resonate with different people's soul lineage. And what your soul lineage is, is connected to kind of who you are in the bigger picture, a bigger sort of way. And, and what I, the way I describe this a lot of times, it's like, 
you know, we all have preferences. So um, I happen to live in a very modern house with a lot of glass windows and kind of chrome and glass, right? The kind of modern okay. thing. Mm-hmm. Some people love, you know, one person might love a log cabin, you know, with a big burning fireplace. Someone else likes a you know, a comfy overstuffed chair or maybe a Victorian type house, right? Whatever that's kind of a energetic physical preference. Well, the access prayers are instant are kind of interestingly connected to you and your soul lineage in what what's comfortable, what's easy for you. So what you're doing is you're picking one of the three prayers from the book and realizing that there's a really comfy, easy way for you, for each of you, to move with ease and grace into the Akashic Records. So it, um, it just makes it easier. I could give you okay. one access prayer, and most people would kind of probably get it, but I find with more access prayers you're always accessing your own akashic records but the question is do you prefer an overstuffed chair or a nice you know eames chair or do you want to sit by a fire or sit on the beach right what makes it easy for you as also a human having a human experience right so once we move into the divine vibration of the akashic field we can then start to ask about our soul's plan what we came to do the gifts and talents we have you know what soul contracts we have with who you know what's done what's incomplete so we can really get guided in some of these big ways right those big questions that so many of us have like what did i come to do anyway or why did I have that terrible relationship? What was I thinking? Or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever those big questions, you know, is there life after, <laughs> right? Is there life after death? But some of these big questions, when you start to move into this energy, a lot of these questions can get answered with ease and grace. Now, uh, I think what you are talking about is you, uh, when somebody's learning the process, they start on the outside of the records. And then they work their way into the records. And then when they're done, they come out of the records and lock them up. Is that, is that accurate? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So what I find is that um, so many people have doubt, right? It is probably one of the, the biggest human programs, which is to doubt yourself, right? So we have big issues around doubt and judgment and kind of lack of self-love. And so these things really affect how we think and feel. So what I have found is that when we start to ask ourselves a question, say you have a question and you say, um, what could I do to, um, you know, bring more fun and joy into my life? And you just asked out of yourself and you wrote down a couple things that came to mind, like, oh, I could do this or I could do that. I could go exercise more or, <laughs> you know, eat better food, right? Whatever it is we think, you go, okay, that's interesting. Now I'm going to go to one of these access prayers that I found I resonate with. I'm going to climb into my comfy chair and I'm going to say this, this vibrational prayer to move into the Akashic Records. And now I'm going to ask the record keepers, what could I do to bring more you know, peace and joy and fun into my life? 
And we write down, I like journaling because it helps us get out of our own head, but we write down whatever that might be that our record keepers are sharing with us, these beings of light that are just waiting to help you. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's a, a beautiful process because you can look like look back at what you've written, what did you think in your head, and what did your Akashic record keepers share with you. Okay. And often they can be similar, but when it's the record keepers, it can be much more um, more profound or bigger or deeper. And I find that many of my students find that they're really opposites. So in one way, you know, when we think, how can I bring more, you know, joy or peace into my life? We're like, I should get in better shape. I should, 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 right? Eat better, get more exercise, work harder, whatever that might be. And the record keepers might suggest to us that we spend more time in nature, that we go dancing mm-hmm. with our friends and create deeper, heartfelt connections. That's what, you know, right. more peace and joy can be about. Okay. Um, a lot of people, I think, uh, Lisa, they have uh, challenges where when they uh, start journaling, and I, be- I totally believe in journaling, and to write it down, write it down, write it down. But sometimes uh, people think that they're talking to themselves like the the voice that they get that is giving them information sounds like themselves so they think hey i'm just talking to myself how how do you work with and how do you help people and how can you help our listeners out there who want to get involved with this to be able to trust that they're not just uh fooling themselves if you will or talking to themselves Right. You know, I would say that probably 90 plus percent of the population is clairaudient, which means has a clear hearing sense. Mm-hmm. But the trick is, is that it actually does come into our, it's in our head, it's in our brain, it's in our voice. And so we do judge it as us. But the the way that I do teach people to do this is the process I was sharing is we would ask that whatever question it is, whether it's, you know, how do I create more peace and joy? And we ask ourselves and then we ask in the records and we go, wow, look at how different they are. It both sounded like me. I both, I thought both of those thoughts, but they feel energetically different. They sound, and this is another very interesting piece. Often when we write and we're in the records, um, we write in kind of a way that we would not normally write or speak. We would use words um, that we would not normally use. And I think it's fascinating because the Akashic Record Keepers will often call us dear ones. They will mm-hmm. say, dear one, this is why, this is what you're, the answer you're looking for right now or whatever. And people in my class will say, I don't know. I heard dear one. What is that? You know, and it's like, it is their, um, you know, their demonstrative way of calling us. This is their loving, kind way of speaking to us, that we are dear ones to them. And so when we start to notice this kind of, you know, verbiage popping up, how often would you ever call yourself a dear one, right? That's exactly. not coming from your head. You know, that's coming through your Akashic Records. So for most of us, we start to find these um you know, these ways of speaking that are coming through. And when we Mm -hmm. go back and read what we've written, we realize this didn't come from me. This had to come from them. Okay. Let's, uh, just for the benefit again of our listeners, what, what should we ask 
if we start getting involved in the process, how should we ask? And then how often should we access our records? Mm. Well, the record keepers suggest that because it is a process, they suggest we start slow. So if you're using um, my five-step wisdom prayer system, they suggest we start with, you know, 20 minutes, 30 minutes a day, or, you know, if you could do four or five times a week, that's fabulous, right? So, But we want to be consistent because the more we access the energy, the easier it is and the deeper we go. And then we start to um, expand the time. So then we want to spend 30, 45, 50 minutes in the records going deeper. Because actually when we're in that vibration for a longer amount of time, that also takes us deeper. And so, you know, to me, one of the, um, when we start asking simple questions is always fabulous. How can I best be of service to myself, to my family, to my community? What would be in my highest and best interest, you know, um, to know in, you know, with the work I'm doing, whether it's my own business or I work in a job, how can I be supportive with the people I'm working with? Is there foods that are really beneficial for my body I'm not eating? So we start with kind of non-life-changing processes and this is like first 30 days right I always say let's not start with the biggest life-changing question of the world let's not start out with should I get divorced right because not only is that a yes no question you know in the beginning it's not so unusual for our ego to jump in so we want to work deeply enough into the records that we're really clear we're receiving information before we start asking about um our relationships. And then I would say, you know, is there karma attached to this relationship? Do I have a soul contract, you know, with my husband or wife? Is that soul contract complete? And why is it complete? Or if it's not complete, why is it not complete, right? So we start to ask a lot of questions about that relationship. Before we start to ask, you know, if this relationship is complete, is it in my highest and best interest now to end this marriage, right? Mm -hmm. So, through this process of learning and growing and deepening, we can come to a place where we start to understand that relationship. Why did I start it? Is it, you know, a contracted relationship? All of these pieces are very helpful to understand you know, about our relationships. Now, you talk about um, clearing. Um, we'll have the ability going through this process where you use your prayer, you work on the outside, then you work your way inside, you ask the questions, you journal it, and then sometimes you want to clear. You, you're at a position where you can clear up some old karma or eliminate a soul contract and end that and something that happened in a past life to kind of clear that out. When you do that, you mentioned it's also important that when you, you don't want to have a vacuum there. So when you've taken something out, you want to fill it up with positive energy. How, how do you talk to us a little bit about that, Lisa? Yes. Yeah, so um, there are quite a few different healing prayers that are in the book. So in the Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records, there are three access prayers and I believe six Um, kind of healing, clearing prayers that we start to use. But if you imagine that you are clearing an old dark energy that's been in your heart or space because you've 
been heartbroken for years. We um, we want to fill that space up. And so there is um, part of the five-step wisdom prayer system is step four, which is to fill yourself up with your highest and best energy. And so it's also um, a filling uh, prayer that we use. It's part of the system. And it's really to fill ourselves with our highest Akashic wisdom, our highest Akashic energy, and our highest physical level energy that we can now hold now that we've moved some old energy out of our space. And then we go ahead at that point, then you would close and lock your Akashic records for now so that you're not, um, you know, driving a car with your records open where they're talking to you and you're distracted, right? So it's like, I always say, oh, you want to stay in a, in a safe and sacred place while you're working in your records. Um, and so we open them and then we do some work. We ask some questions. We fill up with our highest vibration we can now hold and we close and lock the records. So that's part of the five-step wisdom prayer system. In, in your experience, Lisa, uh, and by the way, this is Guys Guys Radio. Our special guest is Lisa Barnett. Her book is The Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. Fascinating conversation. Thank you for being here, Lisa. What, um, what are some of, if you, if you can mention anything, what, what, are, what was the wildest thing that you uncovered while going into somebody's Akashic Records without mentioning somebody's name or whatever? Any, like, oh, wow yeah. moments? Um, I know, I know most men leave lives of quiet desperation, but there must have been some real life. Oh my goodness. <laughs> you were a bad boy or whatever. Well, you know, I think it's really interesting. And, and of course it's, it kind of depends on what's like an, oh wow to you. So to me, um, seeing someone who has lived, um, over a thousand lifetimes on earth is a huge oh wow because I would say most of us live 600, 700, even 800 lives which I think is like appallingly too many. So someone who, <laughs> who has been coming to the earth for a thousand different lifetimes, so many of them to support humanity, that is so altruistic and so beautiful to me. That's a kind of big oh wow. Um, I've also seen, you know, many people who are very, very wise bringing amazing kind of gifts and talents, whether it's a new invention to the earth. Um, I've seen how they sometimes are connected to other very galactic lifetimes. I actually see that some of our... Um, our technology comes really from the memory of these other realms and other tools. So that can be pretty kind of wow, crazy. Um, and of course, I've seen lives of, you know, where um, men have had harems and the energy around the law lives and the wisdom and the um, for the women. So I've seen kind of both sides of those pictures. And, you know, so boy, I've certainly seen it all. I've seen so many people die so many times. <laughs> Let me say, you know. Uh, you mentioned something I think might be very interesting. We don't have to do a deep dive on it, but you did mention that a lot of uh, individuals have experienced lifetimes that may not have been human. Is that true or they may not have taken place on Earth? Yes. Yes, I think it's really fascinating because, again, we go back to everything being energy. And there are other planets or stars out there um, that have had life on them. 
And so as a soul, the fascinating thing, because we're infinite souls, we often travel through the universes and galaxies and have many, many, many experiences before we decide to come here to Earth. So, you know, I see people... um, Having had these different sorts of lives on, you know, different planets and planes and dimensions. Wow, it's a, it's amazing. Um, why don't you tell us? Um, you you have some other books. You have some courses that you teach. You're online. Um, you're worldwide. Where can uh, our listeners find out more about Lisa Barnett and uh, her books and her courses? And uh, where can where can we find out more about you, Lisa? Yes, so my main website is akashicknowing.com, and there's a free gift there if you want to download a meditation, if you want to feel more into the energy, you'll find that right on the homepage at akashicknowing.com. My second book is called From Questioning to Knowing with 73 Healing Prayers to Transform Your Life. You'll also see that on the homepage of of my website, Akashic Knowing. And I I teach people to access their own records in a live six-week online workshop. Um, And those I, I offer a couple of different times a year. And I also have a home study program if you like to do it in your own timing. So there's home study um, courses, there's healing courses. Both of my books are on my website and you can get them both on Amazon in paperback or in Kindle, all at akashicknowing.com. Okay, last question. Um, What have you learned? uh, What's the biggest thing you've learned, all the work you've done with Akashic Records over the years? For humanity to know. Wow. Well, I think the thing to me that is so powerful is the pure, unconditional love that we experience when we move into this energy and realm. And when we realize that we truly are infinite souls and we have so much wisdom we have so many gifts and talents it really shifts our view often our opinion of ourselves when we realize who and what we have done throughout time it's very life-changing fantastic okay lisa barnett the Infinite Wisdom of the Akashic Records. Lisa, you are doing wonderful work. I really enjoyed you working with me, and I thank you and the, uh, the guides for that. And um, keep up the great work, and uh, bless you. You're a very nice person also. So thank you for being on Guys Guys Radio. Thank you, Robert. It was quite a pleasure for me, too. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. We're back on Guys Guys Radio. This is your host, Robert Manny. Wow, that was a provocative discussion with our guest, Lisa Barnett. And I hope you learned something about the Akashic Records and you can determine, hey, is this something you want to pursue? You want to take a course in it? You just want to practice on your own? If you get her book, you can learn how to access the records on your own, kind of a, a level one qualification, if you will. And uh, you can you can do that and just do it every day. It's like when you work with spiritual things, 
and I take a spiritual unfoldment class, and I find that the more I do it, uh, and the more I'm around other people who are working on their spirituality and their vibration and their frequency, the higher your frequency, your personal frequency raises. And it's like it's like going to the gym. You almost have to work out your spiritual muscles. People who want to be channelers or psychics or whatever, a, a lot of it is uh, sometimes they just get it and they just have it. And in other people, they need to develop it. And it's almost, in some ways, it's a, there's a methodology and it's almost mathematical. So you really got to do your work. It's not what I would call hard work, but it's work where you have to be present and uh, not push it and just let things come to you. Like any, any type of game you play, you want the game to come to you. And it's the same thing with spirituality. So if you want to check out your Akashic Records, I find it could be very helpful. Um, just the, the limited time I worked with Lisa and went through her book and did some exercises on my own, I got a lot out of it. And in fact, last night, I, uh, when I went to sleep after, uh, after I had done some work with uh, Lisa, um, I had to be careful because uh, I felt, felt some entities were kind of, uh, maybe they, they are drawn to light and they were kind of coming in and kind of bothering me. And I asked my uh, guardian angel, if you will, my keeper of the threshold, um, to be with me, and I asked that whatever this entity was, was that I felt that was, was actually showing up physically inside me. I felt something on my right side, and I asked her, "Do you come from the divine light, white light of God?" And I didn't get an answer. And I said, "Well, you have to go." And I asked my keeper of the threshold or my guardian angel. I said, "You have to help me get rid of this entity out." And uh, invariably, when you do that work, it, it works. That that, and sure enough. Whatever that was went away, and I had a great night's sleep. So this is Guys Guys Radio, and we're all about when men and women can be at their best, everyone wins. It all started with my novel, The Guys Guys Guy to Love. It's been called The Male Sex in the City, self-explanatory. You can pick it up on Amazon or any of the e-tailers, physical book or the e-book. Uh, my blog is at robertmanny.com, M-A-N-N-I.com. I've got over 300 blog posts on everything about life, love, and the pursuit of happiness there. Guys Guys Radio, we have over... 350 podcasts that we've done. We've only done a handful so far on KCAA. So on KCAA, we're on every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Pacific time, 102.3, 106.5, and 10.50 a.m. And we're also on KCAA streaming. Uh, all of the podcasts, the 350, they're on Block Talk Radio, iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, um, TuneIn, and now we're going on to uh, iHeartRadio nationally. If you want to support the show and support me and the work I'm doing to bring information to you for your consideration to help you live your best life, I would ask that you, one, consider buying my novel, The Guy's Guy's Guide to Love. And I told you you can get that on Amazon. Uh, or if you want to rate, review, and subscribe to uh, Guy's Guy's Radio on iTunes, uh, then you can listen to any of the 350 podcasts we've done whenever you want. They're all for free. And, of course, we're going to be on KCAA going forward every Wednesday night at 8 p.m. So thanks so much for being a supporter of the show. I love doing this, and we've got a lot of great guests coming up. And like I always like to say, remember, guys, guys, finish first. <laughs>